Welcome back, everybody, and we have a answer to our quiz, which actually came in uh, ages ago. Ages ago. Wow, we've been giving out clues. We didn't even need to. There you go. So Brad has sent in the answer to the quiz via Facebook. Congratulations, Brad. We have a... What have we got coming Brad's way? We have for Brad Tell the World DVD. And what was the answer, Lyle? The answer was Mary Magdalene. Indeed it was. Congratulations, Brad. You'll be getting that DVD in the mail. Keep listening. Maybe you can win something again. And you even gave us the verse for it. John chapter 20 and verse 18. Oh, he is on the ball. on the money this morning. Wow, Monday morning and he's impressing us. Now, of course, we need to talk about something else that we haven't talked about yet yes <laughs> i'm so excited yes. about this we're raising some money we are we're doing a charity bike ride well lyle called, is doing called, a charity bike torture ride lyle to raise money yeah I, i'm a big fan of it <laughs> especially the torturing part so if you would like to donate you, you love can call pain it, don't you as long as you're the one who's experiencing it, I'm the one who's laughing at you experiencing it. <laughs> so if you'd she like to, pain, so if you'd like to donate, else. you can give uh, give us a ring or contact us um, on our Facebook page or our website, uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Give us a call, donate. We've already got quite a bit of money coming in. Um, and Lyle, what is the charity again that we're raising? The for? Aboriginal Benefits Foundation, who provide counselling, therapy and art activities for preschool children suffering trauma. So it's a That's wonderful a great cause. Yeah, yeah send, really send some money in for that one. And uh, when we hit the $2,000 mark, Lyle... Kyle has to cycle from his home, 31 kilometres away, into work. You don't think I can it's do really it? It's really not that you? hard. Do, do you know what? One of my friends in South Africa just yesterday did a 172 kilometre Yes, but your cycle. friend is an athlete. No, he didn't. He like barely prepared. He be, do, you know, do you know how he prepared for this one? Huh. He did a different marathon that was like half the, half the length. It was like a 70k one. That's how he prepared. He just did another marathon. Yeah. He doesn't no, go to the gym or nothing. Yeah, yeah, just on, on his bike. On, it's on. all in your head. It's yeah. all in your head. And he sends me like right. little videos. From send us some money in. If you want to torture Lyle, then uh, send some money in. We have a $2,000 um, target, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491 and we will get back to you to help you out with that or get in contact with us via Facebook. And we will be raising money for this very important cause right here. But today in our encounter with God, we are talking about justification by faith alone. Love this subject right here, Monica. Oh, la la. Such a lot of words right there that you're going to have to explain. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of words in this in this uh, in the passages that we're looking at today from the book of Galatians. Mm-hmm. We have the word justification. We have the word righteousness. We have uh, the phrase works of the law. We have the word belief. And we have the faith of Jesus. So we kind of, in these verses here, we need to start with... A dictionary. Yeah, a definition <laughs> of terms. A definition uh-huh. of terms. Okay. Let's start off with justification. What's a, what's a definition for I really like what you said last week, because you asked me last week what it meant to be justified. And then you had this little, little sort of play on the words, and you were like, just as if I'd never done it. And I thought that was a great way to not only learn it, but remember it. Yeah, there's a great passage in Deuteronomy. Let's go over to um, Deuteronomy chapter 25. And let me just flick over there real quick, because it kind of defines this whole concept of justification and what they were actually thinking about. This is actually a legal term. Justification is a legal term. So we go to Deuteronomy 25, and we'll go down to verse 1. Deuteronomy. You've got the one there for us, Mon? Yes, I do. What number of the book is Deuteronomy, Lyle, for those who are flicking with us? Fifth book of the Bible, Fifth the last book of, book the, of the Torah, or the Torah. Torah being? First five books of the Bible, the books of Moses. Moses. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse? One. One. Suppose two people take a dispute to court and the judges declare that one is right and the other is wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Keep going. If the person in the wrong is sentenced to be flogged, the judge must command him to lie down and be beaten in his presence with the number of lashes appropriate to the crime. Okay, so your your translation wow. was a little bit different from my translation. <laughs> and I didn't actually mean you to read that second one right there, but they did have, um, yeah, some corporal, corporal punishment back yeah, in the day. Yeah, that was a pretty uh, graphic. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow, where'd that come from? Okay, let me read verse one. I'll read it from this translation, sure. which is the... This is the old... I have the old KJV. Oh, going old school. I yeah, love, this I, is my favourite okay. version, actually. If there be a controversy between men, and they come unto judgment, that the judges may judge them, then they shall justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. So justify is a legal term. This is what happens to you when you are found or declared to be Guiltless. Ah, innocent. Innocent. Okay. So when God declares you to be innocent, you're innocent. Okay, but that doesn't seem likely because I am super not innocent. That's right. So we get this undeserved justified justification. That is what is called grace. Ah. Undeserved justification is called grace. Even though we are not innocent, Jesus calls us innocent. Because of justice. He makes us innocent. He makes us innocent. He's the missing ingredient. He doesn't just call us innocent. Mm-hmm. Because they'd be like, yeah, kind of putting a Band-Aid over the yeah. top of it. Uh-huh. He actually makes us innocent. He actually heals us. He actually changes us. So that that sin no longer exists. It only exists sometimes in our minds when we think about it. And, you know, when Satan likes to come and torture us with the idea that we did this terrible thing, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Wow. God has spoken it into non-existence. And the creative power of the word of God, you know, can bring the universe into existence. When he speaks your sins into non-existence, they don't exist. That is such a heartening thought. Declared just. To know that they just, like, like, they don't exist anymore because it is so true even like you know stupid stuff that we've done years ago sometimes we let it come okay. back if, if God decides to do something does he have the power to do it absolutely so if God decides to forget can he forget yes that sounds difficult but yes yeah okay God, God is powerful if, if if I choose to forget something, it's about the only thing I'm going to remember all day long. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> but if God chooses to forget something, God is not going to remember it. It's what God does, it happens. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, God says, I will forget your sins. So we should forget I will too. remember them no more. Mm-hmm. And so we torture ourselves with all these things in our mind, but they're just in our mind. You know, God is the one. He, 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 he's like. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah, so God is like, what sin? I don't remember any sin. Mm. Where that's in, you know, what, what are you talking about? And we're like, yeah, I did this and I did that and I did. He's like, uh, those are all forgiven. I, there's no record of that. And we're, we're the ones who are dumpster diving, bringing out all the old trash. Yeah, no, I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a good um, a good illustration there. Okay, so what dumpster are some of the dive. other words that we need to define this morning? Okay, so we need to talk about justification. We need to talk about righteousness. Mm. What's that one, Mon? Does that have a nice little righteousness by, I don't know. <laughs> Justified works out really well, but I think just righteousness is righteousness okay. like start know, with the good good right. stuff. Yeah, start with right. What's right and what's good? Yes, righteousness, um, right doing, right acting, right living, doing the right thing. Okay, 
Yeah, so justification, just as, just as if I'd never done it, righteousness, right living, right acting. Okay. Because for a second there, I thought they might almost be like the same thing, but I guess is righteousness like a result of justification? Yes. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Absolutely. So justi- justification is is being made innocent and righteousness is living Doing right. the right thing. Doing the right thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. And what are some of the other ones? Works of the law. Works of the law. Works of the law. What's is that Paul like a lawyer? Talking? That's what well, this is this is Paul being a lawyer and using legal language and going over the top of everybody's heads and Christians kind of get this and people who haven't read a lot of the Bible are like what on earth is Paul talking about when he talks about works of the law? Is that like policemen? Like they're people who work for the law, right? No, it's not like policemen. <laughs> it's kind of different from that. Okay, so it's not talking about policemen, it's not talking about lawyers, it's not talking about judges, is it? What it's talking about, very simply, is when you read the Ten Commandments, the law of God, mm-hmm. and you say, I'm going to do this and 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 this, and I'm going to do it perfectly, and I'm not going to break the Ten Commandments, I'm not going to break God's law in any way, I'm not going to sin, and because I am not sinning, God can save me. So in other words, you become good enough to be saved. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, for a second there when you were saying, like, I'm not going to sin, I'm not going to sin, I'm like, doesn't that sound like a good thing? It's a very good thing. Mm. The problem is you can't do it. It's impossible. This is like, you're talking about, like, people who, like, white-knuckle it, basically. Yes. Okay. Yes, white-knuckle it. And by white-knuckling, it's like, grit your teeth really hard and clench your fist and I am not going to sin uh-huh. whatever it takes. And they're, they're, they're white-knuckling their salvation, essentially. No, you can't do it. It's okay, impossible. this goes back to the justification thing. Because, because sin is a part of your, you know, it's, it's, it's written into your, the, 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 the tendency to sit in sin is written into your DNA. So this goes back to the justification part because Jesus is the one who justifies us, yeah? That's right. So works of law is like we're trying to justify ourselves? Exactly. Okay, okay. Exactly. Which is impossible. That, okay, so if you normally, then that's right. If you normally, the average person, they read works of law and like, okay, this is a good thing. And then Paul pitches it in a negative way and they're like, well, how can, what what is going on here? Why is Paul saying that works of the law is a, bad thing when obviously works of the law is living a righteous life, living right. Yeah, wait, hold a second. Hang on, finish your sentence. However, Paul is pitching it as a negative thing because it's living a righteous life in your own strength and therefore impossible. Okay, that kind of answers my question already because I was going to say, doesn't works of law and righteousness kind of sound like the same thing, like people trying to do right? But I guess ah, see, righteousness is typically linked by Paul with the word faith. Okay, and works of the law is never mentioned by faith. In work fact, works of the law is contrasted with faith. So there are two different kinds of trying to do the right thing. Two different kinds of keeping the law. So law is not done away with. Uh-huh. Both sides are keeping the law. One is keeping it in their own strength and failing continually, and the other is keeping it in the strength of Jesus Christ. And, and having that's victory? that's where you can live a life of victory. That's where you can experience victory and freedom in your life. So can I, can I correctly uh, um, assertion that righteousness and works of law is actually all about motive? That's a very good way of putting it. That's very... Um, 
Um, I've lost the word that I'm going to. I was going to use to describe <laughs> insightful. There you go. Okay, it, was, okay. it was coming to me. It uh, it is Monday morning, right? It is it, Monday night is all over the place <laughs> right now. Okay, that's very insightful. Okay, because you can have two people doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. For instance, you can have two people who keep the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping the Sabbath is a good thing. The Bible says, you know, six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it, you shall not do any work. You, your son, your manservant, your Etc. 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 All the way down through the list, mm-hmm. um, and so you can have two people who keep the Sabbath for, which is doing a good thing, but for different reasons. Okay. And so one person can keep the Sabbath because they well the law says I need to keep the Sabbath. So if I'm ever going to get to heaven, I need to do what the law says. Therefore, I will keep the Sabbath to get to heaven. The other person says I've received grace. Mm. And God's grace has given me salvation. Mm -hmm. And because I am thankful for the salvation that God has given me, and God's asked me to do this, this is a small thing, I'll do it. I'll do it because I love him. So both of them doing the same thing, two different motives. And I'm this is one is works of the law, one is grace. Sorry, I butted. No, no, you go ahead. But I just was just thinking like this must be really like this comes back to like not judging each other, I think, in some degree. Because how can you tell by looking at someone what their motive is? Right? How yes. can, like, how can you look at something like we used like, to okay. do when we were kids, sitting in yeah. the back, back pew of the church? Well, like I used to do when I was a kid, sitting in the back pew of the church with my mates and, and um, pick out all the wheats and the tears in the church. You know? <laughs> oh, like, yeah, wheat, wheat, tear. Definitely a tear. Wheat. You're okay, a that horror. <laughs> you can't do that. Only God can do that. Nobody yeah. can you read the human mind. Or the human heart and human judge heart. their motives. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, next word on this list that you read out we've got yes. justification, righteousness, works of law, very similar to righteousness, but different motives. What's next? Belief. Belief. I feel like that one's pretty straightforward. I think so. Yeah, it's what you believe. Yeah, absolutely. Was there anything else? The faith of Jesus. The faith of Jesus. The faith of Jesus. This is so what is the, the what faith. is the okay, so what does the faith of Jesus mean? I'm guessing it's the faith that Jesus has. Is it different to, to any other faith or faith my that, faith or your faith or the faith that Jesus has in what? This is the question. Yeah. What's he got faith in? Because yeah. we have faith in him, so what's he got faith in? Absolutely. That is a million-dollar question right here. We're going to come back with it in just a moment. But before we do, who are we listening to? Henry Higgins. What a friend we have in Jesus. Let's enjoy this one together here on Faith FM.
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Australia. And if you want to torture like Lyle as much as I do, you can call us yes, up on yes, 1-800-FAITH-FM and donate to our actually very good cause. It's actually a super good cause. I'm super very excited cause. about it. People and, are calling uh, up and donating, uh, which is great. Uh, we're trying to reach $2,000 mark. And when we hit that, Lyle is having, he's going to have to cycle to work. It's really not that hard. I don't know why you're making such a fuss about this. <laughs> yeah, it's going to increase my fitness level somewhat, but um, yeah, this would be good. This would be a good thing. Yeah, so call us up, donate, uh, be part of a worthy cause. We're going to be hearing from some people uh, later this week about Lyle's experience that he's going to be enduring, so looking forward to hearing from them. But Lyle, let's get back into this study. I'm really intrigued. Yeah, we've, just, Jesus. we've just covered justification, righteousness, works of law, belief, the definitions of those. And now we're trying to figure out what is the faith of Jesus? Because if we have faith in Jesus, what does Jesus have faith in? It can't possibly be us, could it? Okay, so the Bible, Galatians here um, talks about the faith of Jesus. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 16, it says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. So then you've got this phrase, the faith of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that we are justified by the faith of Jesus. Okay, so what does what what, what does Jesus have faith in? I, I don't know, but now we've come around back to the beginning because we just talked about justification. He was saying we're justified by you know God saying that we're innocent, making us in it. But now you're saying that we're justified by the yeah. faith of Jesus. It's important to notice that in the Bible, the Bible speaks about faith of Jesus, and it also speaks about faith in Jesus. Okay, and these two things go together like uh, you know they're, they're two inseparable items like justification and sanctification. Oh, now we're bringing another word, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to have to cover that one later. Okay, so <laughs> sanctification you can't separate from justification. Okay, faith of Jesus you can't separate it from faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so faith of Jesus. What does Jesus have faith in? Very simply, Jesus has faith in you. Really? He believes in you. I really didn't think it was going to be that. It's that simple. Jesus believes in you. He loves you and he believes in you. And because Jesus believes in you, he died for you. Wow. It's blowing my mind. And because Jesus died for you, you can receive justification. You know, nothing nothing empowers you so much as when someone believes in you. It really is an experience that gives you wings. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jesus believes in me. He does. The the ruler and the creator of the universe believes in you so much that he came down to this earth and he gave his life. The Bible says for the joy that was set before him. And the joy that was set before Jesus was the joy of being able to spend eternity with you. That's Jesus' joy? That is Jesus' joy. That's why he died on Calvary. That's what what he was looking forward to. That was what was making him happy. Oh, man, he must love me so much. That's what kept him on the cross. Mm-hmm. Because you know, the, 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 the nails didn't hold Jesus on the cross. Nails can't hold, the, hold God on a cross. Mm. He could have stepped down any time he wanted to. No, what held Jesus on the cross until he died was his belief in you. And why was he on the cross? Well, really, there was no other way that Jesus could save us in a way that was just. You see, the Bible says, and, and this was the law that God made. God made the law that the wages of sin is death. So, and this was a really good law because we're like, oh, that's really harsh. One sin and you die. But you've got to understand what sin does. Sin causes pain. It causes suffering. It causes the destruction of our world. It causes injustice. It causes all of these really horrific things that we see in our world is caused by sin. How are you going to get rid of it? It's like a disease. How do you, you, you get a, a virus in your body? What are you going to try and do to that virus? Kill it. Kill it. 
Mm. Absolutely, you're going to try and kill the thing. So you pump your body full of drugs or whatever else it might be or um, natural remedies or, or, or whatever in order to kill the bug that is destroying your life. And so here God has this situation where um, human beings, their life is being destroyed by the disease of sin. Mm -hmm. And the only way that God can destroy the disease of sin is by destroying the sinner. Therefore, he says the wage of sin is death. If sin comes into the universe, I'm going to kill it. Mm -hmm. But then sin came into the universe and God's like, I can't bear to kill those people. I love them too much. They are my children. They are my creation. And, of course, God had a plan because he knew that this is what it would take. And so God puts into plan, uh, puts into motion a plan that he's had there for eternity. He's like, okay, I will come and I will die and I will give my life in their place. And God can do that. Nobody else can because God made the law. So this kind of comes back to justification, right? Because... He, God can. God has the power to say that we are justified, to say that we are innocent because he died on the cross, right? Because Jesus mm-hmm. died on the cross. That's where he gets the authority mm-hmm. and the power to say that sin's been paid for because he paid for it. That's right. Absolutely. Ah, his blood. He's, okay. he's, he has a receipt there in his blood. And that's why he had to die on the cross. And that's why him dying on the cross is a symbol of how much he loves us. Because anybody else, you know, let's say that it just needed to be a sinless person. The guy's like, ah, there's an angel over there. Yep, you, down to earth and die. Mm-hmm. Would that have been just? No. Did that angel make the law? Yes. No, no. The angel, not, not make the law. Oh, make the law. Yeah, he did yeah. break the law. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no. No, the angel didn't make the law. Mm-hmm. Um, is the, that angel is not the originator of the law, uh, and so that wouldn't have been just. Only the one who actually made the law is the one who could say, yep, actually, I'll go and pay for that. Okay, and that, sorry, you finished that? I was about to say the alternative would be to do away with the law. And that's never going to work. No. Because but that don't. actually brings us back to righteousness and works of law because Jesus dying on the cross and justifying us is what should be the motivation that brings about our love for him so that we can live righteous lives as opposed to works of law kind of lives, Absolutely. Right? When I think about what Jesus has done for me, it's like I want to serve this guy. I want to do what he says. I want to obey him. I want to live my life like he lived his life. I want to be like Jesus. So the cure for white knuckling is to look at Jesus on the cross? Yes. Ah, man, just looking at the definitions of these words is like a Bible study in itself. It is. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> and we've so many things to learn right here in just looking at our definition of terms as we get started on this passage right here. We have uh, Neil Thompson coming up now with Love Matters, one of the favorite segments that we have on this show. And after that, we have... The quiz. No, question of the day, sorry. Question of the day. And here's Greg O'Pillay. Scattered and tattered and torn 
isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome back to Faith FM. You're with Neil Thompson in Love Matters, and truly it does. Loving those who are closest to us, being there for them, speaking into their life, valuing and appreciating them, it's all part of Love Matters. One of the things that actually happens is how do we deal with stress? Um, in actual fact, stress is, a, is, is an important part of life. It's just there. It's how do we deal with stress, though, when it becomes what we would call distress, when it becomes distressing, when it, when it pushes us beyond the, beyond the limits of what we'd normally be able to cope with? Well, they're, they're really good questions to ponder. And at the heart of this, managing stress, how do you manage stress as a couple? I think a couple of things, you know, just break it down and let's get really practical. What are things that actually would relax you? So... 
For some people, it's exercise, going for a walk. So go for a walk together, you know, plan to start the day with some exercise. So go for a walk, go for a run, go for a swim. You know, this time of year, the pools are opening again. So yeah, go for a swim and enjoy that. Get get back into the rhythm of, of exercising together and notice that when you exercise together, that takes away some of the, the stresses that might be there in life. And it and helps you cope much better when you physically work your body in that way. Um, there are other things you can do to manage stress as well. And I think one of the things that, that's important here is actually the quality time that you might invest in each other's relationship. What do I mean by that? Okay. A lot of couples actually just get into the, to the rhythm and they're just doing life, which feels a little bit like flatmates. You know, we hang out and we do some cool things together and we go to the job, we work, we bring our money, we pay the bills and we're just doing life. The problem with that is, is that when do you actually have those quality conversations? Is it pillow talk? You know, if you're married, you have pillow talk and, and really just begin to talk about your day, talk about what's there and without necessarily needing to solve each other's issues, but with a sense in which you're just listening for what's going on, really active listening. So no distractions, just quality conversation. The other side of that though is what happens if there's stress between you and strain between you that, that you feel like you've been pulling apart and, and being stretched in, in different directions. I think that's where you might need to actually plan some real focused time and being together. So plan quality date night or plan a quality weekend where you just go away and you just invest in each other. So it doesn't need to be expensive. You could do it just camping beside a creek in the bush, whatever it is. But just unplug. Unplug from the regular routine and just make time just to actually be and hang out together. And I think, you know, if more couples were to do that, there'd be less distress in relationships. There'd be more time to listen. And when you go away for a weekend like that, don't make it a bloke's weekend where you go off motorbike riding and leave her, you know, by the tent, you know, all day. Or you go fishing and leave her just to read a book. Instead, go and find something that you can do together, something that you can have fun in doing together. And when you do, you'll notice that you'll be drawing closer together as you lean in towards each other. These are some of the very practical ways in which you can begin to manage stress as a couple and begin to really focus on the quality of relationship you want to have. We'll stick around. We've got so much more coming up here on Faith FM. We'll catch, we'll be right back after this. My life flows on in endless
That was Audrey Sad. How can I keep from singing here on Faith FM? And how can you keep from singing singing when you know that Jesus has died for you? Amen. We have a question that has come in for question of the day today. And mm-hmm. our question is a very insightful one. It comes from our story about extinction of species here in Australia. Mm. And it starts this way. Do you believe that there were dinosaurs? Oh, la, la. I love dinosaurs. Do you, do, you believe, do you believe there were dinosaurs? Yes. Why do you believe they because were Because I like them. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of cute. And, of course, the second question, which is a more um, relevant one, is if so, what made them extinct? Now, I find this to be an interesting question that I have been asked on occasions and it's kind of think – I think it comes from, quest, from questioners who think that Christians have blind faith where they stick their head in the sand and ignore everything that science says. Which is crazy because science like, how do you not believe? How do you not believe in dinosaurs? We dig dinosaurs up out of the ground. How do you not believe in dinosaurs? Why, why do some, not why do some people dinosaurs? think the Christians don't believe in dinosaurs? Yeah. Not Seriously. Only are they, like, yeah, not only are they part of creation, but they're also really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, hang on. But hang on, hang on. Some of them Where are, are they scary. now? What happened to them? Okay, so From why, a Christian perspective. Yeah, so why are dinosaurs extinct? And there are a number of reasons, of course. Okay, let's think about our world. And this is something that we were talking about during that uh, segment on extinction. Our world has been rapidly losing species and diversity over the last 6,000 years. Okay, so it doesn't have to be like millions and millions of years old to have gone extinct. Extinctions extinctions happen all the time. Okay. Now, you know what causes most extinctions on our world? Is it humans? I swear it's humans. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's humans. Mm -hmm. And so you've got whole, you know, you've got species and all kinds of things that have gone extinct. And as we mentioned, that since colonization, we have lost one species per year here in Australia. Whoa, that is so sad. So extinctions are not uncommon. I I don't understand why people would see that extinctions would, you know, like there's a problem in losing the dinosaurs. And so there are two main theories amongst Christians as to where the dinosaurs went. And of course, when we're dealing with the ancient past, we're dealing with theories. And one theory is that the dinosaurs did not go on the ark. Okay. And so therefore, the dinosaurs went extinct at the time of the flood. Why weren't they out on the ark? They just not fit? Species. Yeah, there's probably a few different theories as to why they didn't go onto the ark. Um, but the, the, on, on this subject, the Bible is silent. Okay. Um, the other theory is that the dinosaurs did go on the ark and went extinct through natural causes, the same as any other species goes extinct. Mm-hmm. Because once they got off the ark, there wouldn't have been much for them to munch on, would there? No, but there wasn't a lot of them around either. Mm, okay. What about the ones in the water? Yeah, now that's a very, very good question. And once again, when we study uh, marine biology, we find that there are many marine species that go extinct on regular occasions as well. Ocean extinctions are not any more uncommon than land extinctions. Extinction is not something that is restricted just to land species. So I guess you could say that just the way that people, human, the human race has been ravaging and destroying the planet and that how, how that has a massive effect on the environment, both, you know, plant and animal life. The dinosaurs are just a casualty of the way we've ruined the earth. Exactly. And, of course, extinction is evolution's means of creation. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's how, you know, survival of the fittest. And this is supposed to be how we have such diversity is because of extinction. You're saying dinosaurs aren't the fittest? That's not what we see in the yeah. natural world where we have observable science. Okay. <coughs> that was a good answer. Thank you very much, Lyle. If you have a question, just 
contact us, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and we'll get it on the air and answer it for you. Stay right with us. We'll be giving away free stuff next. Woo! You are listening to Faith FM. It is time for my favorite part of the show where we give away free stuff. Why do you, why do you love this section so because much? Because free is my favorite <laughs> four-letter word. <laughs> I love free stuff. And I love giving it away. You know, giving is a blessing. So we're going to get Bible blessed today. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than receive. And so we get a blessing here every morning. Yeah. 
Yeah, every morning we get a blessing giving you free stuff. And I'm really excited about this time. Um, we're giving away a book, 10 Days of Prayers and Devotions to Experience the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm excited about this, because during our Bible study day, we were talking about uh, righteousness and works of law and the motivation being the difference. You know, one is we are motivated for our love for Jesus. And the other one is we're just we're just white knuckling it for whatever reason. Yeah, fear because we want or, to get into heaven. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to earn it. And this book is a great way to learn more about Christ, about the character of Christ. So really helping you day by day to fall more in love with Jesus. And so your motivation and your heart can be in the right place and you can experience righteousness. So this is the perfect book for a person who wants to be more in love with Jesus. Absolutely. You know, who wants to be more motivated by the, the, the love of Christ and what, mm-hmm. what Jesus has actually done mm-hmm. for us. And so if you're feeling maybe a little bit unmotivated in our land of wealth here in Australia, it's easy to feel unmotivated at times, then this is the book for you. And you can just so easily get this book. All you need to do is call us 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us on 0491-064-669 or they can jump on our Facebook. Faith need to be FM the first Australia. through though. Yeah, first one through. Um, you can jump on our uh, website, faithfm.com.au and hit us up on an email. There's so many ways to get in touch with us these days. It's really easy to get free stuff. So jump on there now. We will send you this book for free. Even the postage is free, Lyle. It's a good deal. Yes, and you don't even have to answer a quiz question. Yeah, no answers, no questions asked. We just send it to you. And of course, just a reminder, if you're listening to the delayed broadcast or if you have a poor signal, how do you solve that? Oh, it's so easy, Lyle. All you've got to do, there's two options actually. Uh, first, you can jump on the faithfm.com.au website, the one I just gave you, yes. and you can listen to the live stream or you can download the TuneIn app, which is totally free. I've been to showing this to people all over the place, and everybody just grabs it. It's amazing, it. yeah. And so you can just download it, and then you just search for Faith FM Australia in the app, and you can listen to the live stream live every day. And you can join in the quiz, you can join in the question of the day, you can get the free giveaways. It's so much more interactive. It's it's great value. And so far, I know that we have a bunch of people listening in uh, Europe. We have a bunch of people listening in Africa. We have a bunch of people listening in the United States. All over the place. If you're listening in South America, we need to hear from you because I haven't heard it from any South American listeners yet. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear one of them call in and we will still send them free stuff to that side of the planet. No worries. Might take a little longer to get there. (laughs) Anyway, we have, if you would like to know more about the Bible, then give us a call. We can set up Bible studies for you. Uh, in many different formats, in many different ways, whether it's correspondence online or in person. But at this particular time, don't go anywhere. We'll be back tomorrow morning right after the 7 o'clock news with The Breakfast Show.
Shall not fail.